right. Hey, uh, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share a little tidbits, fun facts, and our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And so if you want to watch the music videos we're discussing uh, this week or previous weeks, um, you can watch the music videos before or after. Um, you can watch it via YouTube, Apple Music, and Facebook. And with that, let's get it cracking. All right. So this week, I'm really excited about this week's artist and album. We are covering Escape's sophomore album, Off the Hook. And so this album was released in July 1st of 1995. And the members of Escape are Candy Burris, Tamika Tiny Cottle, Latasha Scott, and Tamika Scott. Yes, I'm super excited about um, Escape this week. They were huge for the culture, huge for the 90s. Um, they actually were formed in 1991. They were originally a quintet. There was a fifth member. Her name was Tamira Coggins Wynn. Um, allegedly, Tamira got into an argument with the manager at the time who was Jabari Abdul-Samar. If that name is not familiar, he was actually the father of the group the boys do you remember the boys down my heart i don't i know there's the boys show on prime video but i'm sure that's oh. not related unrelated unrelated yeah the, uh to, to down my heart if you saw them i think yes you probably no would, i know would, yes i know that song i didn't know that was them yeah oh, that okay. was the boys yeah okay that was the boys yeah so um they were the, the manager and they actually, they being Escape, competed on BET's Teen Summit and they actually performed in Vogue's Hold On. Um, later on, they got a new manager and they were connected with Jermaine Dupree, uh, who was looking to uh, launch some acts after he finished his work with Crisscross. Do you remember Crisscross? I do. I remember trying to put my pants to the back <laughs> how did i how did that work for you it didn't work at all <laughs> yeah how did they because you have to be really 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 skinny or or 12 i don't know or eight What's, or six i want to stop you there you don't think i was really really skinny <laughs> <laughs> i knew you were gonna go there and as i said it i was like he's gonna think this is Sade, but it's not i'm just saying it just seemed like an, an impossible feat no, I was I was super super skinny, um, <laughs> but it was it made well. Of course, I don't think my jeans were baggy enough. Oh, so, okay. I can see that. Okay. Yes, I used, I used to love I used to love crisscross. I remember yeah. uh, friends and I would meet up after school and we kind of listen to the album. I wonder what crisscross is doing now. I actually well, didn't one, go down that hole. One of the members passed away. Oh, no, I don't yeah. know that. Do, do you remember when that was? Ooh, no, years ago. Wow. Probably pre-Pandy. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, man, the 90s, they gave us, yeah. they gave us so much. Um, all right, so, so back, to, back to the matter at hand. Um, yes. Escape had actually 
performed at Jermaine Dupree's birthday party. Um, so that's kind of how they met originally. And, you know, after he was done with Criss Cross, he uh, worked with them on their album. They were on So So Death um, and everything was great. Um, one thing I did want to mention that I thought was really interesting was that the album previous to this was um, Hum and Coming At You. And yep. they were more, they were more, they had more of a tomboy edge by baggy jeans, boots, bandanas. Um, that was kind of their look. And, and that worked and that was fine. That was a, that was a big, you know, album for them. And then shortly after that album, Biggie, um, AKA the Notorious B.I.G., may he rest in peace. Um, he did a song called just playing dreams do you remember that yeah i do, do you remember that song yeah i remember i actually forgotten um there is a remix to i think it's horace brown's things we do for love i still love that song and there was biggie has the verse so he does like the very first verse um talking about oh the girls that he wants to sex Mar mariah carey's kind of scary and that i for i kind of just remember that piece. Um, but then, you know, there's a whole other two verses, I think, to the song. And one of them is, I'll F RuPaul before I F them ugly ass escape bitches. <gasps> well, what's wrong? well, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> it, well, listen, there's a lot of things wrong with that. And we're not right. going to unpack all of that right now. But the point that I wanted to make and how this relates to um, to our discussion of these music videos is um, Jermaine Dupree spoke about how that kind of that kind of hit hit the ladies hard. Like they they oh. kind of had a rough time um, kind of getting over that. And then like you know they were were killing it vocally and they had this you know tomboy image. Um, and then you have this mofo calling people ugly which in itself, we don't need to unpack that, but right. okay. So you had uh, the ladies of escape dealing with uh, the, the ultimate disrespect really. Mm. And then they have this, you know, rougher image. So the next album, you can see they're a lot sexier leaning into that um, completely did a 180 from the, from the baggy Tim's and, and all that stuff. They were definitely tapping into their, their softer side. But I just think that's interesting. It's like, you know, you listen to this track and you think the song is called Playing Games, um, Dreams. So it's kind of like funny. It, it's a different Was time. It? Time, Funny. It's something that you you wouldn't in this day and age. That's not something you would put on the album. That's something you would talk about with your friends, I guess, if you're hanging out with your boys. Not me, but some people, I'm sure. Um, but the, the effect that that actually had on other people, like, like words, words hurt. The biggest lie I was told as a child was like sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt you. Untrue. It's untrue. Words are for a reason. Um, wait, the dream song, is that dreams of fucking an R&B That chick? is. Yep. Is that, but that's yep. the one? Oh yeah. And then little Kim did an answer to that. Oh, I don't rem I vaguely remember. That was re that's really disturbing to hear that. Yeah. You know that Biggie, yeah. you know, that I I don't remember that that line. Yeah, I don't but... remember hearing I don't I'm pretty 
I can't imagine. I don't remember hearing that song on the radio. Um, so, and I think it was yeah, like a promo. Not I'm not sure exactly, but I don't remember. I definitely don't remember that line. I remember the Horace Brown song. So that first verse, and I just didn't, it just wasn't mm-hmm. on my, on my radar at all. But yeah, I mean, clearly that's not something that would happen today. Basically it speaks to the culture at that time, right? Where if you wanted street credibility, you had to be like this rough, tough person, right? So you had to have like the the high tech boots and you had to look hard and you had to be a gangster yeah. basically. And so you needed that and it's, and women needed to do yeah. that as well. Um, just for street credibility. And luckily that's not the case anymore. Thank goodness. Where it really it really doesn't matter what well I can't say it doesn't matter what you wear or what you look like, but I like to think that eventually we'll get away from that. Hopefully with Gen Z. Yeah, we'll see. I guess that's the that's the generation that we are um, hedging all our bets on. I guess I it's know. gonna no. They're, they're gonna. <laughs> we love you, Gen Z. We, we they're love gonna be great. Gen Z. We love you, Gen Z. Yeah, they're gonna be great. Yeah, they're gonna be. Great. I will add though that per Tiny and per Candy, Biggie did apologize to tiny about the whole thing that's good unfortunately it was at the party just shortly before he was murdered but at least you know they they kind of clear the air and it was actually interesting because jermaine dupree and biggie were still friends during all that but that's kind of like interesting that like dudes were like no we're still cool you just disrespected my group all women like you know but we're we're still we're still cool, but yeah. But the you know the 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 air was 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 cleared. So um, it's just it's just again that is something that is in this was in ninety five, and we are now twenty eight yep. years later. So something like that would never that would have been a whole huge ass deal in twenty twenty three. One hundred percent. But um, yeah. But we've got a lot of them. They have a lot of, you know, they had four tracks, four singles that they had videos for, for this. Um, so yeah, let's get into the first one. Um, yeah, first uh, first track and first single uh, that had the music video was Feel So Good. Uh, it was written by Jermaine Dupri, Candy Burris Lowe, and uh, Jermaine Dupri produced it. Video director was Matthew Ralston. And so we know him from, um, TLC, uh, Red Light Special, Creep. Um, we also saw with the Brandy episode, um, he did Best Friend, right? So he's kind of known to to kind of have a more sexy, yeah. adult, mm-hmm. mature vibe. And uh, we definitely see that in this music video. I believe, oh wait, so with Feel So Good, uh, there was a, Candy had an interview with Ent- Entertainment Weekly and um she said that jermaine was the main writer and he would allow them to write a little bit here and there and candy would sit and watch him write sometimes and pick apart what Mm -hmm. he was doing and and how he came up with ideas and so she basically learned uh to be a writer from him um with regards to co-writing uh what would become the lead single for the group's uh platinum selling sophomore album um Candy said, I was just excited that he finally broke down and said, 
okay guys yeah you can help write on this because literally i remember always being like come on man let me write something i knew that i could write but i just needed him to give me a shot so i was glad he finally started opening up a little bit and it was good to see that good it was good to see that song did become a single and it did do well so Jermaine Dupree definitely helped escape in their career, um, especially with this album. I guess we could talk about the video. Yeah, right? and and just if I could, that's kind of that's kind of a big deal that he allowed them to not only write on the record but actually gave them credit for the for the record because we hear so many stories about you know listen. People hate women and it's, it's effed up. And especially in that industry, yeah. like people, people hate women who can sing <laughs> like that industry is, is treacherous. So I think that's really, um, that's really cool that he actually allowed them to get, to get credited. 100%. Um, oh, I should also mention that in June of 95, when this uh, video came out, it was one of the top 20 most played music videos on BET, according to Billboard. Oh. And, yep. And I kind of feel like I remember watching it over and over on loop. I feel like it was before we had the interwebs where it was so easy to find a music video. Back then, it was really difficult to to see that music video. And so when, when it was available on air, you know, I'd stop whatever I was doing just to watch that music video. Yeah. What? What? Did what did we do for videos? We just had to wait for them to come on television, right? Well, you, there were different options, right? We had the box, where you would. I think it was ninety nine cents per call, and you would call in oh, and I mean... request and request a music video. But you could see what other people requested. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you could see what the hottest videos were, and um, but I think it was before. I think it was before this. It was the early 90s, I feel. And um, there was always, you know, 106 in the Park and TRL. You just had to wait for uh, for your video to come on uh, on the television. We just had to wait. What type of concept is that? <laughs> <laughs> but it made you appreciate the song. Yeah. It made you appreciate the music. No, it did. That's true. So. That's true. Yeah. Even sometimes... Um, today like watching tv series sometimes they're available all at once and i'm like no i gotta like space it out i gotta take my it's a different i do like don't get me wrong i do binge some stuff but then sometimes it's like no i want to wait and process a bit and then give myself a week so yeah there's i guess there was something to that yep there is but let's go back to the music video so um so the video starts with jermaine Dupree with his Kangol sunglasses and a suit. And so he's starting us out with the vibe of what the vibes of the song's gonna be. And I kind of feel like he's the announcer, like he's announcing that this song's gonna start. And we see Tamika and Latasha in silk outfits. Um, I'm assuming that they're near an indoor pool and they're being sprayed and they're dripping wet. <laughs> I think that's an accurate assumption. And, <laughs> but it's going back, right? Where we're seeing them in a sexual way. We're seeing them um, in a more mature, like yeah. more mature manner. 
and and they look amazing. They look incredible. And then later we see Tiny and Candy and they're uh, singing in an empty bar. And uh, Latasha is, uh, she has like a suit, but she has a corset underneath. And then we're seeing Candy who's singing on top of the bar uh, with a collared shirt and um, suspenders. And they just look sleek. All the all the girls in this music video look really sleek. They, their hair has that sleek bob, and we all know I love a bob. You, you do love a bob. I, I think, I think everyone should have a bob. <laughs> it's just cool, and they have like impeccable makeup, and so they look like incredible ladies. Um, and so when they're in the bar, it kind of feels like they work at the bar and they're ready for an amazing night and so they're just setting up um and yeah so then and also there's also also scenes in the music video where we see the ladies all in black um against or superimposed um in front of a white background and they're zooming across the screen like left and right and so and they again look impeccable there's it's really moody. It's really sexual. Um, there's a lot of fading into black, mm -hmm. which kind of sets the mood. And again, I was, when I saw this video for the first time, I remember thinking, oh, wow, they are adults. Yeah. <laughs> and there is something cool about being mature and, you know, not childlike. And that was motivational for me. It was like, oh, yeah, I could, I should start acting more mature and stop goofing <laughs> off as a as a teen, as a well, youth. So, as a in my youth. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's kind of it. Um, do you have any? What are your thoughts on the music video? What did, What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree with with everything that you said. It was, you know, it was that progression. Um, a, a coming of age, if you will, yeah. um, when they are kind of like, yeah, we're here, we're grown, and this is what we're, we're we put all that other stuff, you know, behind us. We're, we're, you know, really leaning into our our womanhood. How dare somebody call us ugly? We're bad bitches, bitch. So you better, if you don't know, you better ask somebody. <laughs> Baby. Um it is a fuck you 100 it is it, yeah it is it is and my i my jaw dropped when this music video came because it's the girls that i knew from the first album but they were gorgeous yeah and so yeah i did not know about the biggie statement um but yeah it's a it's a fuck you to him yeah yeah <laughs> because totally and that's kind of that's the best way to to deal with that right like for sure you know, you just shine and let the haters hate. You have to. Yeah. Which leads us to our next song, which was Who Can I Run To, which was a remake. Um, it was written by Charles B. Simmons, Frank Alston Jr., and Richard Roebuck, um, produced by Jermaine Dupree. It was originally recorded by the Jones Girls. 
the director of the video was Alan Grick Smith, who actually was a director who worked with a lot of Atlanta-based artists. He recently passed away last year. Um, and Tamika actually didn't really want to do this song. I find it so interesting when like the biggest songs, the singers originally just did not connect with it. And they were just kind of like, ew, gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, and you know, we're just going to dive right into to the video itself. So the, the premise of this, and I got a friggin' kick out of this, but <laughs> the premise of this video is that Escape is prepping for their performance at a venue. Latasha comes in. She lets the girls know that Zebo is in the audience for their show and he isn't alone. Then we find out, judging by Tiny's reaction, that Zebo was Tiny's boyfriend. Um, so it begins, you know, they're in this dimly lit lounge. We see Zebo kind of in the audience. And once the MC announces that Escape is performing, we cut to him and he's just kind of like, oh my goodness, I'm busted. And then there's a shot of Tiny and she is giving such a death stare <laughs> that you were just kind of like, oh shit, something's about to pop off. And meanwhile, he is just reacting. He's like, oh my goodness. And he's, and his date is just kind of like, we can't hear them saying anything, but she's kind of looking like, what's the matter? What's, what's this reaction? What are you doing? He's being, you know, extra um, dramatic. Um, then we kind of see flashbacks of them um, in happier days. Um, and, you know, the show ends and then we cut to Zebo leaving a message for Tiny telling her, we've heard this before, ladies, that the girl meant nothing. She meant nothing. He knows that she wants him back. So just let's, let's, let's do this. And actually he thinks he's leaving a, a message, but Tiny's actually listening and she hangs up the phone. She snatched off the necklace off her neck, the one that he had given her. We're kind of going to talk about that in um, one of the later videos, but it just was one of those it was kind of like a, it was a performance and then it was also a little bit of a of a narrative which i i always enjoy those i love the performance videos too um but i like when we have a little bit of a little bit of a story yeah a little bit of a story no, totally um i do love when there's acting <laughs> yes <laughs> i do love when there's acting um yeah um going back this was uh, the the venue was the mythical uh, club so so deaf <laughs> as the announcer said um and so when they're performing the vibe of the club it, it felt like a sophisticated club you know going back yeah. to what we were saying earlier where like they're more mature and so it was a more sophisticated club it had like a cotton club vibe yep um where you know there was tables and people weren't getting up to dance. It was more of like, you know, have a cocktail and have conversations mm -hmm. while artists are performing. And um, what the, I remember thinking what was so cool about this music video were the microphones that had lights in them. Yeah. And it I was just that. cool. The girls were in um, beige striped three piece suits. Yes. 
all and business. So, yep, all business. <laughs> but I think they were going. Yeah, it was definitely more like Cotton Club vibe. Is yeah, you know what they were they were trying to give. Um, in my notes, I put smoky eye because yeah. <laughs> that's what they were giving. Um, yeah, and Zebo called as you mentioned, trying to leave messages. But what I loved about it was Tiny uh, swings the, re- to the phone receiver off the hook. And then we hear yes. the dial tone, which ties us to the name of the album because it's off, off the hook. The hook. <laughs> um, yes, uh, loved it. Love the video. Um, so I love this version of the Jones Girls original. Who can I, who can I run to? Yeah. Um, but this, the escape version has been sampled in other, in other tracks. And I believe the other night when we were having drinks, um, in the, in the Lower East Side, uh, they were <laughs> playing, they were playing, um, Anderson Pax, Pax sample. Uh, they sampled that. Do you remember hearing that? Oh my God. Yes. And I yeah. was like, that's a ski. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yep. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. The song was uh, "Might Be," and it was on his album "Venice." It was uh, released in 2014, and so I thought that was a sign because <laughs> they were sampling uh, "Who Can I Run To" by Escape. Yeah. But going back to the to the original, um, the Jones Girls. I was watching uh, Netflix presents the characters. Have you watched that show? No. Um, so every week they have a, a, a character and they do like sketches and they do they do storytelling. And um, the episode I'm talking about is the one uh, with John Early. And so John Early is from Search Party, uh, Save Yourself, okay. The After Party. And so in the beginning of his sketches, he walks into a, a the um, uh, the backstage and he plays the original uh version of who can i run to um by the jones uh sisters um or the jones girls uh, and um he ends his episode with him um his friend cola scola mahan mm-hmm. shirazi um and they basically are lip syncing to who can i run to i love it you should what, check it out. Yeah, yes, you have to tell me again what it what it is. Tell what was it again? Then uh Netflix presents the characters. Netflix presents the characters. Okay. Yeah, and it's the John Early episode. Gotcha. And so they basically are in a in a I wouldn't say cotton club uh bar, but it's they're on stage and people are watching them. Uh, perform this uh, rendition of the Jones Girls. Um, Who can I run to? It's it's fabulous. It. It's fabulous. You should check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Great, and I think that leads us to the next single, which was "Can't Hang," uh, featuring MC Light, and the track release date was February second of 1996. So uh, the writers were cast. Low, Jermaine Dupree, MC Light, um, and Escape. And the producer was Jermaine Dupree. And video director was Lionel Martin. And so in this song, we see uh, we have Candy on the lead vocals. 
it peaked at number 50 on Billboard Hot 100 and number nine on Billboard's Hot R&B Singles Chart, staying on the chart for 16 weeks. And um, yes, so this music video is, oh, before I get into the music video, I should mention that the song samples Maze featuring uh, Frankie Beverly, Southern Girl. It's, it's oh, a, look at that. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear that melody, it's like, that sounds familiar. Where is that from? And so, yeah, I used to love, um, or I still do love Maze featuring uh, Frankie, Frankie Beverly. Beverly. Yeah. Or sometimes called Frankie Beverly and Maze. And Maze, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so the music video is Candy is telling Tamika that she needs to be on time for Tiny uh, for Tiny's baby shower. Um, and uh, Latasha ain't bringing gifts because she's bringing dancers, I believe is what she says. No, sorry, but you got to run that back. This is urgent. This is important. So <laughs> she says, what? Don't forget the present. Girl, please. I'm bringing the dancing. The dancing. <laughs> the dancing. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm glad I'm corrected. This is, yeah. it, it needs to be accurate. <laughs> and quite frankly, the next time somebody asks me what I'm bringing for any type of party, I'm going to say present. Nope, I'm bringing the dancing. Continue. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> uh, so the video is, oh, I should mention that Tamika mentioned that she'll be there a little late because she broke a nail and yeah. so the video starts out in the beauty salon and so everyone they're getting their nails done um the girls have um neon outfits so it's feeling like summer fall um in the beauty shop we see a poster of the sold out concert of escape mm -hmm. so they just want to let us know that they're busy <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. a big deal. And they're taking time out of their day to come to this little event Correct. at the beauty salon. <laughs> and we see Tamika's really getting down in this music video. She's doing the backhand bounce. And so I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to the baby shower um, and we see MC Light. She's stopping by. She <laughs> wants to pay her respect to Tiny. Yeah. And, um, and when MC Light starts her verse, uh, the dancing that Tamika brings uh, turns out to be a male dancer. Um, so he is topless and he's and the girls are having a good time with him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> topless dancers at a baby shower. I am I'm here for that. And I think it kind of I'm surprised that it's Latasha who's bringing the dancers because or the dancing, <laughs> the dance, the dancing dancers. Um, mm -hmm. Because in Real Housewives of Atlanta, we know that uh, Candy is the one, she's very open about her sexuality and um, she loves a stripper. We've seen strippers in Real House Housewives of Atlanta. And so surprised that it came from Latasha. I've never watched an episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh man, you're missing Believe out. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. <laughs> but we did go to Candy's restaurant, Old Lady that Gang. That is true. That is true. That is true. And that was delicious. Yeah. Some good old soul food, some fried chicken, as one does. What else did we have? 
cornbread and I ordered <laughs> additional cornbread by accident. I remember that. Right. Um, I think we had collard greens. Mm, yes. Oh, and, and deviled eggs. Deviled eggs. They were really Those good. Those are pretty delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we should review them and mention that how great it was. Yeah. If you're ever, if, you, if you're ever in Atlanta, swing by old lady gang and, um, have yourself a nice meal. <laughs> Look at that. We're expect we're 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 accepting sponsors as well. <laughs> right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Candy will uh, sponsor this podcast. All right. So we covered the music video, but let's talk about the actual track. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we've spoken about this before. These these you know these lyrics, and these are some some interesting lyrics. But I just definitely wanted to kind of you know call out just a few of them um and 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 one of them that kind of spoke to me i just thought it was kind of funny and brilliant um you claim you've been waiting with no game just anticipating how it would be if you were you you claim you've been waiting with no game just anticipating how it would be if you and i were in the sack but to me, you look like you wouldn't know how to act. <laughs> I don't know why in the sack was so funny to me, but it also was like, it's like, yeah, you say you're like great in bed. Like you, I think you're corny, like, like stop. I don't think you, I don't think you know what to do. I bet you can't hang. I bet you can't hang. I mean, do people announce that they're great in bed? I mean, I feel like douchebags and corny people do, I think. Right. I, I would don't know never anybody do that. that you would say, yeah. Because I'm a gentleman and I wouldn't talk yeah. about things like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, yeah. But I guess, I guess they, I guess people do because they had to talk about it. They had to sing about it. They had to sing about it and let, and you know what? They had to let them know that, you know what you saying all this and that? I bet you can't hang. Mm -hmm. Are you talking smack? <laughs> Are there any other lyrics that you that you enjoy on this one? Um, there, there are a few. So uh, there's one, and Candy's like, "You claim you can do this, this, and that. Ain't no shame in my game. If it's whack, I gotta tell you that. So you gotta be up your downstroke. You gotta know how to keep this boat. You gotta boat. know how to yes, yes. Because <laughs> in my mind. I think you're gonna slip. Oh man! So like zero confidence, <laughs> no confidence in this hookup whatsoever. No. Just kind of like I'm. This is you're you're whack. You can't hang. You're talking all this game, and you better come correct. But you know what? I've already made my decision, and I think you're gonna slip. <laughs> I think you're you gonna know, slip. I, I want to have like one ounce of that confidence. You know oh, I mean? honey, I know. Yeah. <laughs> to be like talking all that smack. <laughs> yeah, all that smack. And then possibly my my favorite, which is, you know, because we had an, an MC Light rap here. And I love that she's just kind of like on she's she's weaved in and out these these episodes that we're that we're covering. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, we we spoke about her in the in the Brandy episode, but she said her li her, her line, um, and I think it was kind of the last line of her rap. 
I'll make a ninja get up and sing ting-a-ling-a-ling. I got the pow, the boogie, and the bang-bang. You can't hang. Don't talk the yang. Is that appropriate? <laughs> Listen, in 1995, it was... six at this time. In 1996, it was totally fine. <laughs> Weak. Um, but I do love that MC Light and Escape are doing these collabos, you know. Yeah. They keep keep on keeping on and can't hang. And so I just I don't know. It's there's something about seeing artists that you like join forces. One hundred percent. Yeah, because you want to be like, you're my friends and my friends are getting along. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, totally. And in our minds, for like the fans and the viewers, we're kind of like, you you know each other, and you're doing a song together. You're in you're in the you did a video. You met and connect. What? Yeah. Like, what are they talking about? Like, what what are they talking about? Yes. What? Yeah. Exactly. Well, like, probably about about people who can't hang. Probably. Probably. <laughs> and what? What did MC Light bring to the baby shower? Was it the um, verse? I think she brought the verse. I think she brought the verse. Uh, yeah. Latasha brought the dancing. She brought the verse. Um, uh, Tamika, there's a there's a baby in Tamika's lap for the beginning of the video. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. That might actually be her child. I'm not 100% sure, but I know she had a child kind of around the time, like right before this, this album dropped. So maybe that's what she brought. What did Candy bring? Oh, we don't know. What did um, Candy bring? Uh, hopefully those double, double X. <laughs> yeah, I think she would have been done well to bring those devil eggs. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. listen, Candy, Candy, if you're listening, let us know what you brought to that baby shower. If it was deviled eggs, we're here for it. Great choice. Great choice. Um, and I do like the, that I think with the previous, the MC Light track, Keep On, Keep It On, it felt like Tiny was hiding her baby bump, but here it's obviously main stage. Um, you know, yeah. this, is, this is my baby. And you see yeah. Tamika, like, you know, putting her face next to the belly, trying to hear the baby. And yeah, it's adorable. Okay, before we get to the next song, I think we should take a break. What do you think, Crystal? Makes sense. Let's do it. All right. Um, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey! Um, super excited. Uh, we are this week, we're talking about Escape's uh, sophomore album Off the Hook and all their music videos. And so this leads us to the last and final music video. And it's for the track Do You Want To? Yes, Do You Want To, which was a double A side with Can't Hang, what we just talked about. And can I just say before we dive in, that was the time where they would release singles with either B-sides or like double A-sides. So they were like, no, we've got faith in, in all the, both of these tracks, so we're just gonna, gonna release them. Um, again, a different time. Um, we see again, Zebo, who is Tiny's boyfriend at the time. We saw him in Who Can I Run To? Um, 
diving right into this one. Tiny is in a bathrobe singing. The phone rings. She thinks it's Zebo, but it's not. It's Latasha calling to let her know to be on time for the night's show. Tiny hangs up on her, hashtag rude. Um, <laughs> and then we go to kind of different shots of the ladies singing in different scenarios. And then we see snippets of Tiny and Zebo together. Um, we see everyone on a boat. Tiny's maybe moping around in the corner, presumably thinking about Zebo, who's actually not there. Latasha kind of goes up to her and is like, really? You thinking about Zebo? He's not even here. So she's like, uh, whatever. She jumps on what might be the tiniest helicopter I might have ever seen. Um, and she gets off that boat. And then we see her spending some, some quality time with um, Zebo. He gives her a necklace. There's some more singing. There's actually a sex scene that slipped in here between um, her and, uh, and Zebo. Um, scandalous. 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 Um, Tiny's driving down the highway. She calls Zebo, and get this, she calls him on his landline. What's but that? a woman picks up the phone. <laughs> it's those phones where they're either like rotary or like the the touch the touch dial. And but if you needed to make or accept the phone call, you actually had to be at home. That's insane. It's not practical. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy. Um so Zebo's laying down with the woman, she picks up the phone, and then Tiny is just kind of like aghast. Um, what I thought was interesting was that we actually see clips from the Who Can I Run To video in this. So I'm not sure um, chronologically if this was maybe supposed to come out, if this was supposed to be the part one and and who can i run to was going to be part two just based on the fact that we see clips from this video in the previous video but either either way it works um and again another one of those narrative driven um music videos we love those yeah um, i think it was i think it was just um those were just memories that she had you know with Zebo, and she's, you know, her mind's been preoccupied with all these, these memories of playing golf and having sexual relationships, uh, relations with, uh, with Zebo, getting that close, getting gifts. So I think it's, I think, I think it's just memories of the good times we had with Zebo. Oh, that's an interesting take. Didn't even, yeah, I, yeah, that could be the case. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do? Yeah. This is what I'm thinking. So obviously she's preoccupied because Candy paged her three times and Tiny's not answering. She looks at her pager and her pager. Have, did you notice the pager? It was like a pen. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I did. I've never seen a pager I quite like that. No, I had a pager once. Um, and yeah, it was that thick brick th that you would, yeah. that you would everybody, on Yes. In that age, everybody at some point had a pager. Did I need a pager? No. Absolutely not. 
but it was the thing and and we all had it and i had a i had a clear one that i thought was so oh, cool oh yeah and, and how <laughs> and what did i use it for like people first of all nobody really really paged me to be clear but the occasional page that i would get you know you pull over to a get this kids a payphone and, mm -hmm. and and call it back and it would be some bs like what are you doing like <laughs> can you do you want to hang out like nothing serious nothing serious at all but i definitely had it in my uh in my waistband <laughs> i thought i was cool i used it because i was dating this girl and her her parents didn't want her to be dating anyone and, what uh, uh, yes a, a a lady <laughs> and so she would page me in the morning when she could talk on the phone before her parents were around and so i would call her which that makes that that's a no. good use for it. That makes sense. No, because she she could have just called. <laughs> oh, but were you home or did she call you and you weren't home and then she was like, let me page? Oh, no, I was at home. It was early in the morning before school. <laughs> but maybe she didn't want your telephone to ring. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Love. Well, you should see. Yeah. I definitely did sneaky. I definitely had to do some sneaky things. That's kind of like, you know, all right, I'm going to be on the call, but my phone can't ring. So call me at this time. So call me at this time because I'll be on the phone so that nobody will hear it ring. They'll just think that I'm still on the phone because I'll click over. That's in later times. Call waiting. Yes. All these things people don't need anymore. But going back to the music video, um, so the there's a scene where the ladies are all in white with their white kangles kangles not kangles kangles <laughs> kangles oh. <laughs> and you mentioned said uh helicopter with the group's name on it so yep. they own a help so in this music video they own a, a helicopter but there's also on a boat and the boat's on the helicopter um and that's Wait, where... the boat is no the the boat's on the helicopter. You mean the helicopter's on the boat? I'm sorry, the helicopter's on the boat. Is that I said the boat's on the helicopter? So the boat's on the helicopter. Yeah, I oh. mean that helicopter is really tiny, so I don't it's... know that a boat would fit on that on there. <laughs> Listen, it's one more helicopter than we have than we have. So <laughs> that is actually true. I mean, it kind of would be cool to own a tiny helicopter. Absolutely, just to get to the airport and just yeah. beat all that traffic. Um, so. Uh, but they are on the boat and they're having a party. Jermaine Dupree's there. Everyone's having a good time, as you mentioned. And uh, I kind of feel bad because Natasha really read her for filth. She's like, <laughs> she really did. <laughs> she's like, you're thinking about him? Like, he ain't here. And, um, but on this boat, did you notice that the Lifesaver, uh, Lifesavers had Latasha's name on it? No, I did not. Yeah. So, is this a metaphor? Is this, is Latasha saving this song or saving oh, the group shit. with her vocals? Oh shit. You know what? Can I just say, can we just take a moment out? You have the hottest the... takes. <laughs> <laughs> they, some, some might say brilliant. Some might say stupid. <laughs> I listen, I'm going to, I'm going to call it hot. It's a hot take. No. <laughs> Doesn't have to be right, but it's hot. Um, so I was surprised. I thought for a second, I thought the name of the boat was Latasha and I was like, that's not okay. Um, but yeah. And so after Latasha reads her for filth, 
as one does <laughs> when one's a set, you just jump into a helicopter and try to meet up with your boo. Yeah. And what, so, there's yeah. nothing else for you to do. Like you, she had to do that. She had no other choice, but she's just supposed to sit down and just be like, I didn't just get red for filth. She had to leave. She couldn't stay. I, you know, sometimes you need to hear it's time for you to put your big girl panties on. And that's she kind wasn't, of so, she wasn't ready to accept she that. She wasn't ready to accept that. Not at that moment. The only thing she could have done is left. <laughs> <laughs> and thank goodness they had that baby helicopter that, oh. was, that she was able to do that in. I know. We all should have a baby helicopter in those scenarios. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so she's, so I'm assuming she lands from the helicopter ride and she jumps into her co convertible and she has a flip phone. Um, not a foldable, a flip phone. Yeah. The <laughs> ones that look like the, the, the cordless phones, like huge, like the one of the earlier cell phones definitely um not smart not a smart not phone. smart <laughs> dumbass um, stupid yeah. ass <laughs> hey it was a different time it was a different a time. different time we didn't know better um and yeah so she caused uh uh tebow zebo <laughs> tebow <laughs> so she calls zebo and it's the chick from club so so deaf I wasn't sure, but that makes that, sense. Yeah, that's her. She yeah. answers the phone. She answers the phone. Why is she? And and then yeah, she answers it. Yes, she answers the phone. Bitch. And Tiny's like, the fuck? Makes her think twice. She should have stayed at that party. Exactly. And then she, I think she hangs it up, and then she kisses Zebo on the chest, or or vice versa. But um, either way, it was extra. She didn't have to do that. Tiny. Have we noticed that most of these mu uh, music videos, I'm going to say three out of the four, are Tiny uh, focused? It's all about Tiny. Yeah. I love her. I think she might have been my favorite, actually, of the bunch. Oh, I love Latasha. I, I really liked her, too. I like I liked them all, but I think that, you know, in terms of ranking, I think it might have been Tiny and Latasha maybe at equal stance and then kind of like Candy and then um, Tamika. Because I yeah. mean, Latasha was I mean, just singing. Like she just she, was singing with her yeah. whole chest. And gorgeous. So gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but Tamika in Who Can I Run To? Belts. Oh, oh yeah. No, these ladies, all of them killing it. Similar to what we spoke about um, with SWV, yep. you know, they had their leads like SWV, Coco was the lead, Xgate, Latasha did a lot of the um, a lot of the the leads, but the others also so also candy. came through and did some as well. So it really was um, pretty. It, it might not have been. It really was a group effort. Um, and, you know, I love some good four part harmony and, you know, yes. they had just the different, they all had special skills and they just came together and, you know, was killing it. I'm so glad that they're getting recognition. They're still getting recognition. Right. And it's thanks to shows like Real Housewives of Atlanta and the SWV and Escape the Queens of R&B. Yeah. So. It's, I'm glad that people who may not have known them 
are getting introduced to them. So yeah. they're not, they're not going away. Yeah. Yeah. Although let's see what hijinks and calamity ensue. Yeah. We, we're going to see, are you going to, are you going to watch it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's airing now, so. Gotcha. Okay. You can catch up. You can catch up on it. Yeah. <laughs> As I was watching this video and listening to this song, it kind of put me in the mind of Celine Dion's Because You Loved Me and Whitney Houston's Where Do Broken Hearts Go? Give it another listen and let me know if you if you feel like you get reminded oh. of that. Yeah. I, I, I listened okay. to it two times and I was like, wait a second, am I crazy? Like, or is, am I just being weird? And then I listened to it again and I was like, no, I'm getting a little bit, I don't think it's like a sample or anything like that, but it definitely kind of reminds me like the, the chords similar to, to those songs. So I'm just curious if you, uh, if you take a listen to that and see if you're, uh, if you feel similarly. I can see how they would all be in the same mood board. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah, totally. No, that makes sense. Yeah. I just love how, you know, musically everything is connected somehow, some way. Well, that I think that's a perfect segue to our next segment. Actually, our only segment <laughs> in the podcast. Um, it's the part of the show that uh, we call, So What Are You Listening To? So what are you uh, listening to? Is that going to be the song? I, the jingle? I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Listen, I'm not against it. Uh, <laughs> well, this is the part of the show where each of us uh, take roughly around 30 seconds to go over a song we're listening to this week. It doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. Um, it doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. Uh, it could be a guilty pleasure. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to have a music video, but if it does, um, that's cool too. So uh, do you want to start out this week, Crystal, or do you want me to start? You please. Okay, I'll start out. Well, we I touched upon the Jones girls, and um, I did not realize that who can I run to uh, is on the same uh, single as you're going to make me love somebody else. And that's the song I'm talking about this week. You're going to make me love somebody else by the Jones girls. So the Jones girls were an American R&B trio uh, comprised of the sisters Brenda, Shirley, and Valerie Jones. And they were from Detroit. Um, and they performed as backup singers for Lou Rawls, Teddy Pendergrass, Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> and uh, they also, Aretha Franklin, and they also worked with Diana Ross before they were signed uh, to a Philly uh, uh, label in 1979 where they released their first album and it's it's a, a cautionary tale of uh you better treat me right if not i'm gonna i'm gonna love somebody else and so it's an empowering song and it's a it's a bop um jay-z sampled it mm. uh, uh on on the track with uh backstreet uh the city is mine um that song also samples uh, You Belong to the City by Glenn Frey. And um, The Firm, do you remember The Firm? The uh, rap group? Nas Foxy. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Nas Foxy, AZ, and Nature, they sampled they sampled it in their song, Fuck Somebody Else. Oh, excuse me. Yes. 
um, that was produced by Dre. But um, it all comes from the Jones girls and uh, give them a listen. They're, um, you know, they have that Philly girl group sound. It's, um, yeah, it's fantastic. I love that. And you're going to share, is there, a, is there a link to that available? Well, I think we're going to add it uh, as a playlist on the on the playlist of what are you listening to? I love it. It's going to be so eclectic. Yeah, it's going to be a, a little bit of everything, I feel. It's going to be, yeah, but it's going to be bop and bop and bop. <laughs> Great. So now I want to ask you, so what are you listening to? So, you know, it's all about the connections for me. So you know, going down a little bit of an escape um, hole, bit of a Jermaine Dupree hole. Um, in 1996, Mariah Carey um, released uh, the single from her Daydream album, Always Be My Baby. There was a remix that she released that Jermaine Dupree um, produced where the brat was rapping and escape did the background vocals so um that's kind of been you know i've been kind of vibing to that it did actually have a video that actually mariah um directed it was black and white and um jermaine dupree was in it the brat and escape were in it um they were actually at her home that she shared with um tommy matola um, one fun fact that I, I was, it, it's not funny. One fun fact that I, um, saw was basically that Tommy Matola was pretty controlling oh, and yeah. kind of had eyes on her. I mean, I knew I had, I'd known that he was controlling, but he had like cameras everywhere and securities. Like she barely could do anything there. Um, she, you know went out with the, the brat to just get some burgers. And it was just kind of like, you know, it went to DEFCON 6. It was like a, a major incident when they couldn't kind of, it was a major incident when they didn't know um, where they were. But in any, in any event, the home was where they recorded this uh, remix and they, um, and they shot this, this video. So again, super cool to see Mariah Carey hanging out with Xscape and the brat, and we know that the brat and Mariah were good friends. But they, I think they still are good friends um, to this day. Um, but like, what do they talk? What do you talk about? What are your conversations like? <laughs> um, I just want to know. But I yes, I love I love that song. I love that remix, um, and I I love how it was shot there as the original was shot there. And I believe that was the album where she started introducing um, hip hop remixes to her singles, because before that, you know, she was adult contemporary R&B. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of strayed away of having hip hop and R&B in incorporated in her songs. And I remember like there, there were certain radio stations that didn't play hip hop or R&B versions of these songs. Totally. And so when this remix came out, it was, it was, I, I loved it because it married all my favorite artists in one, in yeah. one track. So great choice. Good choice, Crystal. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's like going down memory lane. It's like, oh, it's like going down memory lane. 
Like, oh my, I remember this. It was so, it was so good. And back then when like the remixes were like completely different songs from like the original, I love that. Yeah. It's, oh, it was such a bop. I think I'm going to go listen to that this week as well. <laughs> Do it. You should. Totally. Well, that was a fun episode. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right now. <laughs> I love covering Escape's uh, sophomore album, Off the Hook. One of my favorite albums. For me, no skips. So I'm glad we, we got the chance to go over the music videos that highlight these amazing tracks by these amazing artists well that does it for this edition of remember music videos want to thank everyone who gave us a listen a huge thank you to escape for giving us something to talk about our theme music is by audrey harris culper of lady socket if you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today you can find them on our youtube channel apple music and facebook and give us a follow on instagram and tiktok at RMV Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that can change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts, want to share your own tidbits, or if you want to fact check us, send us an email at remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. Make that move to follow. Go even wild and crazier and subscribe. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. bye. No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast.